there's always a lot of hype around new electronic devices. Smaller, thinner, and more powerful than ever. But what you don't often hear about is what it takes to actually make them. The teams that figure out how to precisely attach tiny chips smaller than the tip of a pen onto thin, flexible materials are some of the most innovative minds in the entire product development process. Rusty Familera is one of those minds. Listen in as Rusty and I talk about what it takes to go from a bold vision to production for devices that don't yet exist in the market. My name is Rusty Familara. Um, I've been in Jable for uh, more than 10 years now, and um, currently I'm the lead uh, engineer for chip onboard process development. Um, I'm focusing mainly on diatats and wire bunting, and is currently based here in Jable Blue Sky in, in San Jose. I usually work in figuring out roadmaps and developing the process to enable our customers to bring their uh, technologies and their designs uh, to market. Sounds like you do a lot of innovation around technologies that help customers who want things that need a lot of processing power, maybe in a smaller container. Um, so are you seeing hardware trends and that are, you know, toward miniaturization? And then what are some of those challenges in manufacturing? So, you know, how are some of those uh, skill sets that you have being applied? One of the trends that I'm seeing is, uh, is the massive advancement in consumer products like um, smartphones, um, wearable electronics, AR, VRs, and well, and even medical devices. So this uh, types of advancement um, is very challenging in, in, in manufacturing, especially when like you added, uh, you're adding more features in a very small package, um, which requires more electronics and at the same time uh, making the, the product smaller and thinner. So this, this drives towards um, smaller and thinner consumer products. Um, it, it stimulates the development of um, smaller packages and the substrates and the, and the PCBAs to, to cope up with this demand. There's a ton of know-how that goes into designing processes that place chips barely larger than dust on things like thin and flexible circuit boards. For one thing, you can't use typical solder-based processes at this scale. So you have to be really creative. That's where Rusty and his team come in. Um, because of this uh, drive towards miniaturization, uh, the designers encourage um, to think outside traditional processes as SMT and package the component and invest, investigate um, a bear die or a direct a method of attaching a bird eye into a substrate. Um, by utilizing this kind of technology, um, we were able to achieve um, a, a thinner, um, a smaller, and a multi-function chips um, that can be used to, uh, to push the envelope in miniaturization and the advancement of um, uh, wearables, like optical sensors, and uh, those type of devices that requires a very small uh, packaging. So you and your team develop processes that help companies figure out how they can manufacture devices, even when they're tiny. So 
Can you give me an example of a project where you and your team were really able to, you know, make an impact for the customers? Yes. Um, one of the customers that uh, we have supported, um, they were a startup company uh, and they are specialized on a medical, a medical grade um, wearable electronics. So the process involves um, a direct attach of a bare die into a substrate using a flip chip connection. However, um, this is not the normal flip chip uh, or a solder bump flip chip. Um, it is a it it is a, a flip chip, but it's in a bare die uh, level, and we're not using a solder. We're using um, a stud bumping process, um, which is a, a gold stud bump on a single uh, bare die. Yeah, I think you said um, when we talked about this before, you said that at this stage, the customer wasn't yet prepared to um, go to production. So you're building a prototype, right? So I think that process that you explained is better in the prototype stage, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So in in, in terms of um, prototyping, the traditional, well, a traditional way of of, um, of bumping a paradigm is bumping through um, wafer level and it's being done by um, outsource and semiconductor assembly and test manufacturer or, or OSET. Um, this works well when, when the design is locked in and because this is the most effective way to get all the dye in the wafer uh, bump at, 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 at one time. But unfortunately it doesn't work well during the development phase since um, one would have to buy the entire wafers um, and basically just use a few dyes and test, uh, test it in, 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 in assembly. So from a prototype perspective, it's not very um, uh, cost efficient in terms of, um, it's not very cost efficient in terms of materials, not very, um, it's not very uh, like a time um, efficient when it comes to, a, to, the, to the cycle time. So for, from, from a prototype perspective, our team has developed a way to, to reduce the development cycle, um, lower the cost of the material or the bare die, and expedite the design by en- enabling our customers um, R&D and the team and the, MT, uh, the MTI team to develop the interconnect, be- interconnect between the substrate and the die. So this has been accomplished by uh, making a single wafer, dicing it and bumping the die under a different set of, of criteria um, while giving like um, instantaneous feedback um, with, with the customers. Right, because you said at this stage, the customer is actually making changes, right, during this Correct. process. So they need to test the chip that you make for them and then they might change it before the next prototype, right? So this gives them the ability to iterate quickly. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. And and aside from that, um, 
we we can also utilize uh, the current um, equipment that are being used in 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 mass production. So that that that's um, reduced the um, like for example the investment in terms of um, like capital investment and in equipment. Even if this is a very new and very um, kind of non-standard uh, uh, process, we always think of the manufacturability of this product when it, when it will goes into mass production. So that that's always takes into consideration. That's why we have this kind of um, DF, DFA or design for assembly or uh, DFM with design for manufacturability to ensure that the, that the product we are developing um, is doable in terms of mass production environment. And with the with with the equip with the available equipment in the lab that are the same with the equipment that are using in mass production, we can uh, ensure that the process that we develop in the lab is really uh, capable of uh, of deploying. Okay, so Rusty, you just explained to me how you help customers accelerate their innovation, right? You help them, you build non-standard processes, get them through the prototype stage, and now they're ready for production. So I can you explain to me how you and your team work with that customer um, to try to transition their prototype into the factory? Okay. So I think what is what what is unique with with Jable's uh, setup is is that we have this MTI which focuses on on the process development or um, prototype development um, without without the pressure from from let's say to, to to mass produce a product and once the the technology is already matured or the process is already matured that is the time that um, we can deploy it in mass production and and because Jable. Uh, um, Jable and especially the MTI and the production um, uh, production people are working together. Um, um, I think that 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 kind of setup is kind of, of unique, which um, can help a lot of like customers to um, to realize the, the the deployment of their products into mass production.